0: You're listening to a podcast from Oasis Church, Waterloo. To find out more, visit oasiswaterloo.org. How are you all doing? It's really lovely to see you all, honestly. It really is. No, I I mean that. That came out really badly. Um, uh, Happy Sunday to you start of term yes All oh, that would have gone on the recording sorry about that um, uh, and well done for not being at the beach as Flick Flick said or in your own paddling pool that you've got on the balcony of your little flat which is more likely to be the case in, um, in London isn't it so as Flick said Um, And I'm Jill, by the way, Um, and I also work for Oasis. Um, As Flick said, this is part of a series of three talks. Going deeper, going further, and going uh, together, which feels a bit like, you know, we're on a train and they go, see it, say it. Now, what is the last bit of that trio? everyone thinks it's sorted but it's not it's sorted who didn't know that yeah because we all used to think it was absolutely our responsibility to deal with any of that crisis that we saw if there was a bag there and what could it be but actually is see it and say it and then sorted Tid. Anyway, that's not what we're doing. Uh, we're doing going deeper, going further, and going uh, together. But now you'll remember it, okay? Um, and it is great. Uh, it is fantastic uh, to see you all today. But I think that that, that that even Nathan asking me to do this story, like going further, like, well, where? <laughs> In what direction do you go further? It assumes something, doesn't it? Um, I love looking at the horizon, absolutely love it. If any of you follow me on Facebook, you will have seen this picture already. Uh, This is from uh, the summer. I was fortunate enough uh, to go and spend two weeks away um, on a little tiny Greek island uh, called Has Anyone ever been to Meganisi? Yes, it's still a secret. Yes. Um, and what I used to do um, every morning, and I was uh, talking to Dave and Anna Parr about this the other day, they were like going, "What well, you wake up early even though you're on holiday." I was like, "Yes, you do. I am this old. This is what happens at this age. You wake up early. Wake up early, sit out make a, you know, nasty powdered coffee Nescafe that you do when you're in Greece and just watch the sun rise in the distance over the mainland. Just beautiful. Just beautiful. I'd wake up early for it. Every single day on holiday, which meant finding myself awake at about 10 to 6 in the morning. Seeing that. And I've realized I love it, because late yesterday afternoon, I was like, I need to see some spaciousness. And it is a point of privilege, but I was able to jump in my car, and I drove down to Shoreham. Why? Because I wanted to see the horizon. There's a reason why I find myself having to do that. And it will make sense, hopefully, for what we're exploring as a church together here. See, I find that when I look at the horizon, when I see something like that, there's like this shift happens in my brain. Something happens, I think, also in what's happening with my neural pathways. You know, the things that cause our habitual behaviors and thinking. What it does is it causes me over and over and over again to think about more than just the immediate. You know how we can get caught up in just what's happening now? But there's something about when we look out and we look up, we see the big picture. So when my sister was dying, as some of you know, my sister uh, died after a short illness with uh, brain cancer. She died in May. This really mattered. Because the moment, the space, the challenge, the circumstances that we're in, Whether it's corporately, whether it's us as church, whether it's us in our families or individually, the moment is just part of something much bigger. And when you look to the horizon, I feel renewed and calmed and I've kind of got this... Perspective for what I need to do next. There's a curiosity in me as well, asking this question What's there where the light hits first? What's there where the light hits first? Going further, this part of what we're looking at together as this community is all about vision. It's really asking a giant question of us. You know when you're... um, you start reading a new book and you're, like, asking this question, I wonder how this story is going to end. I wonder what's going to happen unless Nathan gives it away in a talk and, you know, there's a film we really want to watch, but we heard Nathan tell us what was happening. This story that we're all participating here in as community, as Oasis Church Waterloo, what's the ending of this story what's the horizon that we're looking at what do we want things to look like what's it like where the light hits first there's a greek word um i was doing some work in one of the oasis academies the other day and uh, i <laughs> this has never happened before because this is a theological word, and I went, does anybody know what this word means? And this uh, teacher called Yanis goes, ending? I was like, whoa! Um, he was Greek, so that's why he knew the answer. Um, <laughs> telos is basically, it's a, it's a, Greek, it's a Greek word, so it's got theological co- connotations to it about ending. You think of other words we have, telephone, television, anybody here know how the telephone thing works? How on earth? Like, uh, this is genuine. How come I, can, I just don't understand how a telephone works? I'm really glad I'm in good company because none of us understand. Well, how does the television thing actually really work? How does that happen? It's got nothing to do with my talk, this. <laughs> it's just a genuine thing. Like, I don't understand how something that's So some it's happening somewhere so, so far away. Someone calls me from the States and I pick it up here. How? Anyway, um, really that's what this whole thing of Telos is about. It's this notion of we're here. This is where we stand, but there's something far, far away on the horizon, like there's a, a, a notion, a, a, an understanding, there's something about the ending of the story over there, but we're here, and it's all to do with the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God, the now and the not yet, we have a vision of what the kingdom of God should be like. Place of justice and peace and hope and inclusion. The now doesn't feel like that all the time. And the not yet. And what TELOS is about, just like a telephone, television, telescope, is bringing what is from right over there and pulling it into the present reality. What's there, our job as church, our vision as church, must be to bring what we perceive of there and bring it into here. The now and the not yet. And after all, that's what vision statements are all about. If you work in a school or you work in a business, or there's vision statements everywhere, okay? There's vision statements everywhere. And a vision statement is simply a declaration about what is not yet being the driving force of what it is you are going to do. So, um, in my day job in Oasis, I talk to people a lot about our uh, vision, which sits across the Oasis family around the world Some of you uh, may not be familiar with that. We work around the world, and we work in all sorts of places in the UK, doing all sorts of things. This is our vision for community, a place where everyone is included, making a contribution and reaching their God-given potential. And so we enact that through the development of hubs like Oasis Hub Waterloo, making sure that we have Oasis Church Waterloo. It's about shalom, wholeness, peace at every level and every part of people's lives and a community's life. It's about inclusion and it's about challenging injustice and it's about creating belonging and it's about taking good care of this precious resource that we our guardians of here, planet Earth. So as Oasis Church Waterloo, our task when it comes to going further is to make sure we keep going further and further and further in the direction of the kingdom of God. And after all, we pray it when we say the Lord's Prayer. Your kingdom come. The thing that we can't quite see yet, the thing that is there, but we understand more and more. It's like we're pulling back the curtain more and more on what that should be like. And we pull that reality into now. But how do we do this? How do we go further? How do we go further? I just want to suggest four things to us. So we'll be finished about three o'clock. Is that is that okay? The first thing is this. We need to keep understanding together more and more about the life message and example of Jesus. And that is not simply a Sunday conversation. It means Inviting disruption into our shared understanding of who Jesus is and also in our personal understanding of who Jesus is and who God is. When there's disruption, we can become very fearful. Sometimes we experience disruption because we've become too comfortable with our comfort. We can become too comfortable with what we currently believe and do. I remember, as some of you do, when um, Steve uh, Chalk made a, a really public statement about LGBTQ uh, plus inclusion. That wasn't disruptive at all. Steve, all he was doing was leaning deeper and deeper into understanding more and more about who is this Jesus and who is this God. And there is much, much more. We have not nailed this yet. We all are participants in growing our understanding. I am in awe of Di and Dick over there. We always say Dick and Di, but I've just, you know, smashed the patriarchy. Uh, Di and Dick. Um, if you if you have chance to talk to Di about the work that she does here she's a volunteer a little bit of pay (laughs) but it is incredible food bank community fridge we, we throw these kind of phrases out But the depth of what's really going on through that work is quite incredible. And if you ever find yourself able to go and help on a Friday, talk to Di and Dick about what happens on a Friday. I took someone the other week from the Ministry of Justice uh, to go and see, and it just, like, yeah. It's amazing. But I know that both Dick and I and a whole load of us wish that Community Fridges didn't need to exist. We've become comfortable as a nation with the idea that this is normal. It's not normal. It's abhorrent it shouldn't be that Di is having to do what she does because people are hungry. We have to keep understanding more and more about who Jesus is and who God is so that we disrupt the things that caused this stuff. I remember when we did the 2020 vision and we wrote things like uh, teenagers leaping out of bed with joy at the thought of being in school. Have we made that? Have we achieved that? Anybody here connected to either of our schools? (laughs) Like, I know that that's not true for every child we're not there yet. The thing is that the vision in what we we talked about in 2020 was a statement about the kingdom of God. We'll never achieve it, but we keep allowing it to disrupt us. We wrote down about dreaming of a community wherever we live, whether it's here or where we, we locate ourselves, where we don't have to keep our doors locked for fear of our neighbors. Anyone here left their door unlocked this morning? Like, we j- do, you, do you know what I mean? Like there's more to do, isn't there? This is disruptive. We talked about no more asthma in that vision. <laughs> we talked about seeing the River Thames flowing freely, full of fish. I think there was a statement the other day about Uh, sewage being released further up the Thames. We talked about people of every nation, every people group in glorious technicolour. There is more to do. Going further requires us to keep doing the amazing, brilliant, awesome stuff we do. And also, if you were to spend time with Di, you would hear her say there is so much more to be done. Every conversation I have with Di, there's a so much more. Last Sunday, I had a so much more conversation with Di. In Isaiah 58, it says this, your people will rebuild the ancient ruins and you will raise up age-old foundations. You will be called repairer of broken walls, restorer of streets with dwellings. The kingdom of God takes us to a place of restoration. The horizon brought into the now. That Revelation 21 reference where it says, uh, new heaven, new earth, no more tears, no more dying. You, You know, that they were experiencing the massive violent oppression of the Roman Empire, the people who were reading that letter. You know, they were seeing their friends literally massacred. One day there'll be no more tears and no more dying. It was written in response to the empire. And so we as church, as we think about going further, should have this sacred, holy, unsettled feeling. Unsettled. Unsettled. Secondly, I think we should ignite our imaginations. A few years back now, it's quite a few years back, um, I uh, was um, on the Rob Bell podcast, thank you, um, and um, uh, we were in uh, this venue called, we were doing it live, uh, me and Rob, uh, so there was an audience and it was in, um, I think it's called Largo, it's a comedy, comedy club not the place where Donald Trump lives, but it's a, it's a comedy club in um, um, L.A. So there's this audience there. And, and Rob just said, so, in Oasis, the government, and let me get this straight, the government have asked you all to take on schools that are failing. And he looked at me like this, and I went, yeah. Why not? (laughs) At Greenbelt this year, there were so many people who came up to me and said, so what are Oasis up to now? What are you up to at the moment? And I'd say, well, we're doing this, or we're doing Oasis Restore, and we're opening a secure school, and we're doing this. And they have gone, of course you are. (laughs) Of course you are. You're Oasis. That's what you do. And it suddenly like reminded me of this like ignite your imagination why not do this stuff we go further by having that well why not it may sound weird but why not muhammad junis said this he's he won the nobel prize for economics for um taking out poverty in a really massive way through microfinancing. He's the guy that introduced microfinancing. He said you can only build what you can imagine. He imagines a world without poverty. Right now, it's like people imagine a world where division is normal, having enemies is normal, anger is normal. If that's all we can imagine, that's what we'll create. But what can you imagine? If you have your mobile phone, could you get it out, please? This is a moment where you can, without doing a sneaky, I'm not on my phone on Sunday morning thing. What I'd like you to do is this. I'd like you to just pause for 30 seconds. And I'd like you to set a a reminder, if if you know how to do that. If not, just put it in your notes or whatever you have. I want to ask you this question. What can you imagine? What can you imagine of the kingdom of God in your community, where you live, if you don't live around here? And lots of us don't. But some of us do. So, what can you imagine for this community? What can you imagine for us to do as church? I just want you to write down in your phone, I can imagine, and then what it is. Maybe it's no child hungry. Maybe it's no person Lonely, just write it down. And if it is a reminder, then set it on a daily repeat. If you don't have a phone, when you get home, just write a note to yourself, That put it somewhere on a mirror, on the fridge, near the kettle, where you will look every day. We can only build what we can imagine. Together. How do we go further? We use our imaginations. How do we go further? We need to realize that we act out of what we believe. We act out of what believe, we believe. In another thing that, forgive me, this is what I spend most of my working days focused around. We have this uh, set of ethos values in, in, across the Oasis family. And number four is this a deep sense of hope that things can change and be transformed. It's based on a belief of the resurrection. Resurrection, hope. We won't go further if we take all our cues and base our beliefs on what is happening around us. Otherwise, we might end up believing that it's all because of small boats. We act out of what we believe. We believe in resurrection hope. Things can change. And fourthly, we go further by choosing courage and hope over numbing and despondency. How will we go further? Doing this. It's always fascinated me about, you know, when Moses was trying to get all of the Hebrews out of the, you know, they've be, been enslaved. And, uh, you know, he's promised them there's the promised land and they're wandering around in a little bit of a wilderness and they start going, oh, it was way better back then. (laughs) It was so much better when we were slaves. Choosing courage and hope over numbing and despondency means, and there's a book being written about this, we choose to be radiators rather than drains. Have you heard about this drains and radiators thing? Some of you must. You're either a drain or a radiator. I'm not sure if you've understood that. Anyway, um, being people who bring solutions, not just going on about problems. Celebrating rather than accusing. Cheering rather than belittling. Being curious, open-minded rather than closed off. You'll be known as restorers of broken places. Repairers of of streets with dwellings. Nelson Mandela said this, it always looks impossible until it's done. Our job is to radiate courage and hope and keep looking to the horizon. It will always look impossible until it's done. So let's pursue the wisdom of renewal together in that journey. Today's the Great North Run, which might also be why there are people not here. I was just listening on the radio, and uh, OJ Borge, who is a uh, Radio 2 DJ, was just saying that he'd forgotten his gel packs and his jelly babies, so he'd stolen a banana from the breakfast buffet and two pan <laughs> which I'm not sure you can strap those to yourself when you're running the Great North Run, but anyway... Athletes, any good athletes know that the best principle is renewal. It's not to treat yourself like a computer to crash and burn. You renew as we go. So to go further as church, we need to continually pursue our own spiritual renew and our renewal together. Why? Because one day... It will all be made complete and new. It's not yet. And so our task is to keep bringing what will be into this moment now. And we cannot do it if we're crashing and burning. We must keep going further in the direction of the kingdom of God. one day but until that day comes on your phones you've got your answers of some of the things which are about the kingdom of God coming into this present moment we could collect all those up and it would be incredible William Booth in one of the last talks that he ever last sermons he ever did the founder of the Salvation Army said this So while women weep as they do now I'll fight while children go hungry as they do now I'll fight While men go to prison in and out, in and out, as they do now, I'll fight. While there is a poor lost girl upon the streets, while there remains one dark soul without the light of God, I'll fight. I'll fight to the very end. Your kingdom come. We go further with our eye on the kingdom of God as our horizon.